Blog Talk Radio. because we actually lost the line for a second, so I want to reassure our guest, who I'll be bringing on in a moment, Brent Feinberg, um, that yes, we are connecting today. Um, Brent is the author of really quite a wonderful book that I wish I had available to me as a parent years ago, but let me tell you, this book... Freeing Freddie the Dreamweaver speaks to all of us. And sometimes we need to go back to those simple messages that help us, and in this case so appropriate for this program, The Frontier Beyond Fear, that help us to free ourselves from our fears, even when we've stumbled because we all stumble and fall in this human experience. Um, And before I bring Brent on the line, and and once again, Brent, I see you out there just reassuring you. um, Brent has had a remarkable impact with this book in South Africa. And the book, when released in South Africa, was distributed by something called the Tomorrow Trust. In fact, there's a link on the the program page to the Tomorrow Trust that you can click on to check it out, um, which is a nonprofit organization devoted to the education of orphans and vulnerable children. And this is how this book originally came into the world in South Africa, and now it's being more broadly published by a traditional publisher so that it can reach out worldwide, essentially. And it has a message that we are all ready to hear, and certainly our children and our grandchildren. And, I, you know, someday that will be my next step, if should things unfold that way, whether a grandparent or whether, you know, my nephews have children. We're all going to have children come into our lives. Perhaps we have children we interact with at a New Thought church or at any place where um, this book is really helpful. And there is an activity book for young children as well, as well as a workbook that we can all work with. Um, Just a little bit more about Brent. 
Um, he is an integrative healer. He is a triple Reiki master. He's a yoga teacher. And he is a very accomplished speaker and teacher of enlightened concepts. He really is very dedicated to assisting youth and children and sharing with them empowering messages. And thousands of people of all ages have just been thrilled with the message in the Freddie books. And um, not here today, but we should recognize Daniel Clark is the illustrator of the series, and also there are others involved, I know, with the workbook and the activity book. And you can learn more about Brent at his website, lighthealing279.com. And we're about to learn a lot more about Brent because I'm going to bring him here on the line. Welcome to the show, Brent. Hi. Thank you well, very much for having me. Well, you're coming in loud and clear. <laughs> um, can you hear me okay, Brent? Yes, I've got you clearly. Thanks, Susan. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, I know we lost you for a second. And as I told Brent as we launched this show, this show's been going on a long time. In fact, I think this is very close to being the 400th episode of this show, Brent. I haven't really been keeping track exactly, but we're close to that. And but what well, really well, if is, it is the 400th, congratulations. Uh, oh, thank you. But I'll tell you, what it is is just it's a relaxed place where we just flow with it, and that's how it started. You know, it's not... It's meant to be a place where we just come and talk honestly about things that matter. And um and so so I'm just so happy to have you here today. And um one of the things I told Brent, I'll tell the audience, is I just had this vision. Um when I was I will tell you Brent, when I was first coming more awake many years ago cuz I came from a very conservative background and I went through really some horrendous fear I have to tell you I was a very fear-based person this was the kind of book that literally would have fallen off the shelf into my hands when I finally began to explore I went to a unity church and I would spend time in the bookstore or in the library there and this is just the kind of book because it's so simple and it's non- threatening it's not the message brent that you're sharing is a beautiful simple thing that can speak to us so so to start this off um tell us how you came to write this book and tell us about how it launched in south africa so my mom's run this incredible organization called the Tomorrow Trust. As you mentioned, they do education for orphans and vulnerable children. And I would work with the students there as well as clients in my private practice. And I noticed that the biggest thing holding all people back, no matter what their background in life, was fear. Yeah. Among the time I was working with these people, I was always questioning, how can I do more for the foundation? So I thought I'd write a story to both assist the learners with the development of their consciousness and thoughts, as well as promote the foundation, create awareness and funding. So that was the original thought behind the book. Yes. Um, Well, 
it clearly accomplished that <laughs> from from what I can see. And, and, you know, I think that it's an example, and, you know, I just can't help but say this. I just noticed this show has just popped to number one on the Blog Talk Radio front page under Live and Upcoming. And the reason why I want to say that right now is because, Brent, you are giving from the heart. I mean, that's what you did is you gave from the heart, and things just flow from that. I mean, just amazingly so, and that's kind of rare for this to happen, so I, I want to mention it. And so um, the thing is, is when you felt, um, how how had you written anything for children before? I guess that's a really good question. How did this book come to you? I mean, the language is very beautiful, and I will tell you that I relate to how it starts out right from the beginning because I live in Oregon where I walk in a rainforest and I know exactly in the beginning of the book your character Freddie is walking in a beautiful rainforest and isn't it interesting how beauty is a conduit to awakening right at the start yes for sure in nature, we can realize things like inner peace and stillness. And this is the precipice, the beginning for the unfolding of all development and creative ideas and expressions. And for me, that's how the story came about. It evolved from spending time in nature, from sitting on rocks and walking up mountains and while I was doing these things, just exploring in nature, the thoughts developed and I began to write them down. Yes, yes. And, you know, I know many of us have never been to South Africa, but I would imagine that it's a beautiful place and that you had a tremendous uh, amount of nature um, speaking to you very, very directly as you as you wrote this book. Um and um, we do have listeners, by the way, in South Africa. We have listeners around the world, and there may be people out there who are even familiar with your book already. So um, as your story unfolds, um, I, I find it interesting that, you know, here we are. What a, what a lesson, even right at the beginning. And I, I hopefully won't give too much away, but, you know, we'll flow with the story a bit. Here we are in this beautiful setting or you know, things seem to be going so just flowing and we're happy. And then what happens? He stumbles and falls. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, we've fallen. As adults, we've hit a challenge. You know, maybe there are people listening today in the U.S. at this time of day. I know for a fact there are people out there right now who've lost a job, for example. For some reason in the U.S., often that happens towards the end of the year when they're cutting budgets and things. And it's, it's unfortunate as you're heading into the holiday, maybe you've lost a job out there or some other stumble. Um, you know, we've lost our way in some way. And then, of course, we become afraid because we've, we've you know, we've lost our confidence perhaps. You know, even when we, we were just flowing and then suddenly we have this obstacle so so how do you help all of us, children and adults alike, get back up and learn so to I think dream? the biggest thing 
is for me to tell people that fear is normal. It is completely normal, and it's not something that should be frowned upon. And that's a big reason I wrote the story is to open the concept up to express fears. Um, Also, to pinpoint the fear. When we know what we are working with, what we are challenged with, in particular, say we're afraid of failure or afraid of not being good enough, or afraid of disappointing people, then we know exactly what the fear is that we need to start processing to let go of, as well as that our children don't need to hide their fears from us as parents, if we are parents, or to be able to express to our children that we have our own fears in life, to express to people that, we are not impenetrable or superhuman that we are strong in our vulnerability. Yes. Yes. You know, um, I'll have, I have to tell you, when I first started this program and named it the way I did, um, I was having a continuing relationship with understanding fear. And at first, it was like, you know, just get rid of them all. <laughs> you know, it was like, let's just get rid of them, you know, gone. And the funny thing is, is I started having guests pretty pretty quickly and started reflecting more deeply myself was how how much of a journey that that when you talk about getting beyond fear, you journey through the fears and understand the fears. And it's not about just, you know, suddenly all fear being gone because we're having a human experience. And yet I think many of us can attest, I know I can, that um, earlier in my life I had a lot more fears and I really did have to face many of them. You know, if we reflect on our lives and how we've had to work with our fears and you can um, get beyond Fears, but you're never going to be totally free of all fear while you're a human being. It's, you know, we're having a human experience. Yes, definitely. I think sometimes fears can be released quite quickly, and other times, like you say, you know the fear is there, but now you're very much aware of it, and then you have the ability to say, right, what is my goal? What is my dream in life? And having a goal or a dream that is really connected to the true essence of who you are as an individual really carries a lot of power with it because then you can say, right, I have this dream, I have this goal, and yet I have this fear. But if you don't have the goal or dream, you've got nothing to create the drive to overcome that fear. So that's why in the story I like to bring the points that you need a dream in order to release your fears. You need to have a goal, a a will, a desire to have a life of peace or have a life of, of love and compassion or anything that is opposed to the fear itself. And I think a lot of times people don't see the relationship between fear and our dreams and how it's the dream itself that can help us with our fears. That's a powerful 
powerful message that you don't always hear. I mean, we hear about how, you know, fears can keep us from our dreams. We hear that a lot. But just the fact that the dream itself, um, and I love this concept of the weaver and, you know, a dream weaver, um, just um, it's that which can help deliver us. And that's where we want to be is in that life. Um, where we're living with true authenticity. That's kind of what I feel, too, is that a lot of times, um, and for children it's such an important message, is um, for them to become who they really are, you know, not what um, maybe they're pressured to be, to to really um, flow into whatever talents and gifts they have to give to the world and, you know, to have a, fulfilling life and that's true for us too as adults yes 100% and that's why in the workbook so I've written a workbook with my mom Kim and the workbook takes the lessons from the story freeing Freddie and it guides you through a process of how to let go of your fears how to go within and see your dreams within yourself dreams are a thing that are very personal, they come from within, and they shouldn't come from outside, from societal conditioning. They, Your dream should be your passion and what makes your heart sing the most in life. And I've done workshops in all various different surroundings, in corporates, in schools, and I've had CEOs tell me their dream is to be a baker. And uh-huh. students that are... 16 wanting to be accountants and there's no there's no perfect formula for each person from the outside from what society dictates each person needs to go within and discover what what drives them for themselves yes 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 um so important and it's important for us at at every age Um, and um, you know something about the story that I found interesting is um, one of well the main character um, Freddie encounters a spider now normally this would be a frightening thing um, a spider Um, might be something that that would not be what you would want to encounter, especially if you're stuck in the spider's web. <laughs> and so what I find interesting with this this concept is it's it's as if um, dis- dismantling the fear is really unveiling the things that we think are so scary. You know, maybe they're there to teach us. And this spider becomes a mentor and, and a friend for, for Freddie. And I find that symbolically very powerful. It, it struck me as a powerful allegory um, of using the spider in, in such a way and, and, and making it strong and yet um, um, dismantling the fear, you know, there there wasn't that fear that you would normally have around a spider. Yes, for me, the the whole concept of the spider came one from watching many grown men run across a room when 
there's a small little creature on the other side. <laughs> and I thought this is this is quite a fitting metaphor for something like that isn't really that big from an observer's yeah. point of view, affecting the yeah. wholeness of our lives. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know what kind of spiders you have down in you had down in South Africa. <laughs> but you know, we can there can be spiders that, that I mean, how interesting that, that notion of something something so small and no matter you could have a, a you know, powerful if you look like back ages from now, powerful warrior, for example, totally dis- dismantled by just this tiny tiny spider that they encountered um so so um yes what a what a concept and now something else that you do convey something that um rarely truthfully is conveyed to children um although maybe there are more books nowadays that that do is um this notion of intent and you use the word intent in the book um, and I wonder if you could explore that for us, Brent, um, in the simple way that um, you're able to do through a simple story. Yes, so intention is a wonderful concept to explore because it is the foundation of all our actions. It's the foundation of everything that we do. It's the will behind our actions and it's the smaller thoughts, the smaller thought processes or the foundation of thoughts before our actions or before our thinking. And some of us are often aware of our intentions behind our thoughts and actions, and often we aren't. And in letting go of our fears, in creating the life of our dreams where we have more peace, where we have more love, where we have an easier expression of life, knowing what our intentions are is a very important thing to, to all be able to have. And it's, I use simple examples when explaining intention. And I always say if you see someone you like, a friend or a family member, and you give them a hug, the intention there is to convey love, to convey safety. If on the opposite hand, you had to get into an argument and you start shouting at someone, what is the intention there? It's to show dominance. It's to incite fear in the person, control. And you can see with basic actions, what is your intention? Moving this to a broader concept of creating the life of your dreams, a life that you love and that is worth living and loving, your intentions in everything you do need to be clear. If you wake up in the morning and you know why you're going to work for your job, if you had a clear intention in your career path, if it's aligned to who you are as a person, this is where intention plays a very pivotal role in our lives. It seems that, um, you know, we hear so much, um, 
I wonder if you could reflect upon the power of the heart and um, and how it helps us to refine, um, helps us to understand our our real dreams. I guess you know, like a moment ago, you talked about um, you know, is a job, for example, aligned with what you're supposed to do? And I had said there may be people listening live today who are home and. Perhaps you know, in between jobs, maybe something ended, and they're they're now needing to listen to you know, is this really this particular career the one that I'm to do, or maybe some somebody is ready to become a baker or or start a business or write a book, and how do we? Um, is there any spiritual practice? I guess I know that you're a healer and you work with people in many ways that can help people to better listen to their heart and so they can really come to feel yes, you know, this really is it and maybe clear away some of the things that can distract us like you know, oh, you know, that career over there is very lucrative for example, but you know, it may not be what you really want. Um it and maybe you don't want to be a lawyer. Maybe you want to be a carpenter or, or however, you know, things come to us. Well, I definitely think in the workbook there are actual activities and guided visualizations which take people uh-huh. within to themselves that are useful to explore this. And a lot of what we do in school is develop the left brain, the intellect. And what people need to do more often than not is access the right brain, that imagination, creativity, unbounded awareness and expression. And this is very much connected to the heart, um, passion, joy. And there are definitely activities in the workbook. And as you mentioned, there are many practices out there that would benefit people and If I'm guiding people as what to choose, I always say, find silence, find clarity, spend time in nature. Yeah. And just explore. There are many things out there. And in the exploration of them, you'll learn more about yourself. Sometimes you'll try something you don't like, and that's learning yourself too. Yes. Yes. So true. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about engaging the youth and engaging children because on my own personal journey, I was expected to finish school, go to university, and I did. I was studying engineering, and I had a meltdown. I, I thought to myself, this isn't for me. I don't see a future in this career. I'm working incredibly hard, but what for? It doesn't it doesn't engage me or create enthusiasm in any way. And that's when I radically changed my life path and what I chose to do with my life. And I think if you can access the minds of children because they have so much time to cultivate passions and dreams, then they can, by the time they finish school, hopefully be more in tune with, with the life path they would want to live. Yes, yes, yes. And and it, it surely can come to us 
at any age, too, um, because I I know that it's so often, I mean, a lot of people, they stay on that path that maybe isn't the best for them, but then a time comes in their life when they're at a crossroads and are able to choose more, from a more pure place of knowing, I guess one would say. And um, I love that you have the workbook um to help people. And I know that, and I don't actually have the workbook or the activity book. I know that you have the activity book as well. And I wanted you to be able to make a distinction. As I understand it, the activity book is for young children. Is that is that true? Um, it's more... Yes. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so the activity book is more geared to ages 5 to 11, 12. Uh-huh. And the workbook is for teenagers and adults. How do you feel, um, it seems like like this is something that could be very helpful coming into schools. And we surely have, um, I know that even right around me, there are various um, schools that are different types of schools. There's a charter school that's near here that's a little more free form. And, and really, even any school, um, I, how can, and this is kind of, a different kind of a question in terms of how we reach the youth is um, sometimes it seems that the public education system, certainly here in the U.S., is too sterile in a way. I mean, um, in the sense of, you know, being very focused on, on science and rationalism and things and, and, and that there are these more general concepts that are not, they're not religion. They're life lessons, really, more than anything. They're not really this. Your book can speak to anybody. I I feel it doesn't matter what their path is. Um, it's it's not. And so I guess the question is: is how can even people listening, you know, maybe they know ways too. How can we get these kinds of books and activities in? in front of more children and, and to help, you know, how can we change how we're educating our children? How do you feel about that? So to start off, Freeing Freddie uh, is available on our website with lovefromfreddie.com and it comes with the workbook for teenagers and adults and the activity book for younger children as well as we supply teacher's manual. So the books can be broken down into a six-class lesson plan uh, for uh-huh. teachers to use in their classroom with other resources that we provide. And then on your other point, I think as we develop and become more conscious, we move into a different era, era of teaching and learning. And I think about this a lot because it was only after school that I I feel like I really started to learn. And of course, yeah. the mathematics and the English and everything was essential. But personally, I don't feel that the way the school system structured engages the complete mind of a human being. Yeah. It, yeah. it only works on the intellectual left brain side. Yeah. And a lot of creatives are left out that way. And just in general, the way we learn isn't, isn't geared towards breaking the mind apart. 
So if a child is passionate about football, he'd be much more inclined and it would be easier for him to understand the numbers, the statistics. I've seen children that struggle in school know every player, every ground they play (laughs) on, and all the information, because essentially you're learning information, all the information to do with the sport of football or any other thing. And I feel like this is where education needs to head, in engaging the mind, the passion of the individual. You know, something I've observed, and I've worked with children, um, you know, when I was, when my son was younger, um, I, and, and my son's in college now, um, but um, when he was younger, you know, I was a room mom, as you say, where you're in there with the class, um, you're not teaching, but you're you're with the class, you're with the kids, you go on field trips and different things, and I helped in the library, and I ran the book fair and did different things over the years. And something I observed, and this is sad, <laughs> and it it really is sad to me, is children, they're so open at, oh, my goodness. I mean, they're just so open to um, these wide-open concepts going right into um you know, middle school here or junior high, whatever you want to call it, depending on where that you are, what it's called. And then the system just shuts them down. I mean, and it, it's sad to me because what then happens here in certainly um, around here is more and more kids are funneled into certain types of programs. Like we're getting more schools where this is the technological high school. You know, there's a community near here, not exactly where I live. I live kind of out in the country, but um, more close to the city where you're literally at a young age or mid-school mid years steered, you're going to be an engineer. And so what then happens is you're not really exposed to the humanities as much at that point, you know, just the minimal amount. And um, it just – and you can watch, you can see – how the kids get shut down and that people who, you know, when they were younger could write amazing stories, you know, and have this incredible imagination and openness to ideas, it suddenly just kind of gets all narrowed to the left brain, as you say. You know, it just, um, and and a, a, a trade, a, a skill, you know, you know, this is, and it's sad. It's sad because I watched the creativity get disabled. And so I guess it's a very long observation as a as a parent here. But um, it, it just I I am totally in agreement with you, Brent. And I hope others out there that we need to change. I mean, we we're really not helping ourselves as a society. Um, in terms of creativity and where we can bring ourselves, you know, the the things that can be brought into the world by limiting our young in such a way. Yeah, and that's why I love freeing Freddie so much. I love the concept of dreaming. Dreaming is the creation of thought forms. Anything that you see in the world that is man-made started with a thought, whether it's a building or a business or any concept. And if we can get children and groups of people to dream, you can create an 
a more ideal society. Everyone yeah. I know, everyone I've ever met dreams of peace, love, and compassion. When they go within, they connect to a pure place. That is the foundation yeah. for all dreams. And then from there, you can start creating what do you want your ideal schooling system to be? No one's limiting you if you got together with like 20 other parents or, or people that are influential in your area to dream up and start new schools. Everything has to start somewhere. And I think yeah. now's the perfect time to, to dream that up and start creating. Yes, yes, absolutely. In fact, nowadays, you know, um, here, I mean, there have always been private schools here. Um, I spent some time in a private school that was like a church. It was a church school for a while. And, you know, we, are, we shouldn't be limited in thinking what those private schools can be um, because there can be schools based on more, you know, expansive ways of, of thinking about life and and um, there certainly are opportunities to create those things. Or another thing that I think about is um, is it's not the same as an entire school, but after school programs as well. Is that wouldn't it be nice to have more expansive after school programs or you know summer camps, um, um, summer camps that encourage this kind of a a blossoming and creativity among the kids and preferably in nature. <laughs> um, um, and and I could see just a lot of potentials. I, I can really, really see that. And can you repeat that website? I'm going to make sure that we have all both your websites, whatever websites we need to have out on that, that page. And, and you just mentioned one that I, I don't have on the page yet, but we'll put it there. But, I'd like you to mention that again. Yes, the main one for all this work that we are doing is with www.withlovefromfreddy.com. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad and I have that. And we are on social media too. So we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's all with love from Freddy. Okay. Well, by the time this live show is done or after it's done, I'll make sure it's fully linked up to all of your your um, social media, because we'll certainly have this out for quite a while as a podcast, where I'm, I'm sure there are many that are listening across time to us now, to our conversation, and all of this will be out there, because I want to encourage people to connect to your, um, connect, to connect to you on social media and in different ways. Now, another question, and this um, this comes from the book. You use the concept of the lotus at some point in the book, which is a very powerful, symbolic, and real concept. And I, I wonder if you could explore this concept of, of the lotus seed and, and, and relate that to our lives and our children's lives. So the concept in the story is that we all have challenges in life. And challenges are really an opportunity to grow and learn. And it's through the challenges in life that we become softened and strengthened. They give us experience. They give us wisdom. They give us the capability to pull on our inner resources. And this is a continual process of growth that is life. 
So it's important to, it's all about having a perspective that sees things, sees fears, sees challenges as a positive, sees them as an opportunity. Right, here's a fear. What can I do to overcome it? Here's the challenge. If When you're in it, like when you're in the thick mud of the challenge, you might not have the awareness to see what you are able to learn. But when you come out of it, reflect back on it. Write down, what did I learn? What can I use from that difficult time or difficult situation to make me a better person, a more compassionate, more loving, more resourceful, stronger person in the future? Yes, yes. You know, something that I come to reflect upon here when it comes to challenges, and you have your character climbing a very tall mountain, and and you talk about your own life, how you you know were going through a program when you were younger that was incredibly challenging. And, and by the way, I, I went through an engineering program um, when I was young and became an engineer for um, or a software engineer. But so I cer- certainly relate to what those programs are are like um and i guess here's the thing is that sometimes we're on a path we're not supposed to be on and we know it and you clearly did many years ago um even before you came to this work um i you you know it took it sounds like a kind of a crisis for you to get past it and this is kind of a a subtle question because the question is, how do we work with ourselves and with our children to help them know when they're on a path where they're climbing and, yes, there's a struggle, yes, there's some setbacks, yes, you know, um, it's hard, and in that case, it's right for them. You know, there are kids who fully need to be engineers. You know, I needed to be an engineer at some point and although sometimes I asked about that. <laughs> um, and then, or but there's also the time when you're struggling, and this happens to children and adults alike, where you're really not supposed to be there. I mean, and it's not giving up. And it's not turning your back on what you're supposed to do. It's actually really, you're not supposed to be there. And, and so, I mean, maybe this isn't about how. It's just about pointing out that, challenges come to us in different ways and sometimes we can work through them and they're the way to the path and sometimes they tell us this is not my path i i need to use this experience to change yes exactly and it's all about knowing yourself go within spend time in silence learn who you are as a person Seek out new and different experiences. Don't follow the group or the crowd. When you seek out what you enjoy, what you are drawn to in life, you begin to learn yourself. And when you know yourself and you've gone within and you've dreamt and you've created a vision of short-term goals and long-term goals that aren't set in stone, that can always change, then you know what challenges are worth working through. If you have a dream that is very dear to your heart, then you'll almost go through any challenge to accomplish it. Yes. Especially when the dream is very much connected to 
the upliftment of your environment, the upliftment of society. And when a dream comes from a deeply beautiful place within, it will bring you joy in your life and it will have a positive impact on your environment and your surroundings. And you will want to overcome the challenges that may arise on the path to achieving it. What I appreciate about all of this is, as you say, and this is what we want for all of our children and for us as we grow at any age, is it's about coming to know who we are. And um, do you feel um, that many of us, you know, how our dreams are often connected to the universe in the sense, I mean, obviously you believe this and know this, um, but just that how we're meant to serve, you know, not just that this is how we're meant to give back to the world. And, you know, there's just so much joy. Even if it's just your small town or wherever you happen to be, you know, you're giving, you can feel that service element. And you certainly have been so involved with the service aspect of the giving and the development of a talent and then, how it doesn't it feeds your soul and it feeds everybody around you you know it's just it's it's just like contagious <laughs> yes exactly everyone gives back we're always engaging with other people with the environment everything we do affects our surroundings from what we choose to wear and where it's manufactured or what we choose to eat and how the supply chain brings us the food Every choice we make has an effect on our environment. And I think that's becoming much more apparent in the world we live in today because of the media. Uh, It's very easy to see how our choices affect our surroundings. And I always like to use simple examples because sometimes we think of dreams as fanciful things and they're not. They're very real things. And, Back when I was living, I was living in Cape Town for a while in South Africa. I'd frequent different coffee shops, and you'd go to one, and there'd be a coffee barista there, and he would be super passionate, really engaged, yeah. big smile on his face, making all his customers extremely happy. And you'd yeah. go to a different coffee store, and the guy would be miserable. He yeah. he wasn't enjoying what he was doing, and the the whole place was kind of dull and didn't really have have a shine about it. And the same goes for different security guards and many different careers and professions where one yeah. guy will enjoy it, have a smile on his face, and you can see that's aligned to his purpose. And yeah. another person will be will be miserable doing the same thing. So that's why I say it's a very individual thing and process. Yes, yes. Isn't it interesting how, um, you know, you can be a barista and happy and on your path. You know, it may be that that joyful person that you met. I mean, it's lighting up the days of every single person that he meets. And in such a simple way. And, you know, we place such high expectations sometimes on what it is 
we're supposed to do. And sometimes it really is as simple um, like when when I used to be a room mom, you know, in those days, you know, there became a time when I wasn't working as an engineer anymore, for example, or I was working part-time. I mean, it just wasn't the main thing that I was doing. And and yet um, there's just such joy in in working with children and 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 feeling, you know, they're just just helping them to create and explore and you know, you you just know and it can be in a small room with like, you know, you could have like 10 kids, you know, it doesn't have to be thousands, but when you yeah, find 100%. that case, No. And I think always giving from the heart when you're coming from a place of love and compassion and you're sharing something that's meaningful to you in any way and trying to uplift communities, trying to bring joy to people. Yeah. This is always going to create more happiness, more love and joy in your own life. And you can be doing anything to do that. Uh, I've met wonderful lawyers that have helped me along the way and they're engineers that are inspiring uh, people all the time. So, We live in a world with countless opportunities and many new paths that haven't even been discovered yet. Uh, It's a developing world. And it's the dreamers and the people that are open to being different also that can create lives for themselves that bring them a lot of joy. Yes, yes. You know, I know that... um in the world today there there certainly are challenges and there certainly are things that can be very unsettling to say the least in our world and and yet we can't cease to dream and i don't know that we're capable truthfully letting go of our dreams because that really will um deliver us through you know these more challenging times and you know, it's a funny thing, Brent, is I have to believe that, you know, we're we're all together. I mean, I, I know this is your message too, but sometimes we have to come to a place of simplicity to have that, that love and compassion for one another, even those we're in conflict with or those we may say, you know, are on a darker path or may seem like a scary spider. At the real center, there's a vulnerability is that, and it's in that place we can meet, so we're not so divided anymore. Um, I, I feel this so strongly sometimes um, that there's so much division right now. And it doesn't mean condoning things that are wrong and harmful and doing harm to people, but it's about finding that gentle place that really does exist in every heart. Yes, I agree with you completely. I believe that all people are beautiful and equally special and it's not the labels or the things that we do as it says in the book that make us special it's just who we are and we are in unity we are in one world one environment the earth is one ecosystem and and I always encourage people and I do it myself is not focus on the negative Don't watch the news. Don't watch negativity. 
focus on you and your own surroundings and you can only take charge, take control as much as you can of your own choices, your own intentions and try to create as much joy, love and compassion in your own life and surroundings as possible. And this will naturally ripple out. If every individual is happy, is trying their best to be loving and compassionate, then naturally the whole world would be that way. Yes, yes. Yeah, so many times I feel that, you know, when you see someone who may be older in life as a bully or whatever, you know, or, or somehow threatening, you wonder about as a child, you know, there was a wounding somewhere. Somewhere within that person is that same child that was wounded at some point and just wasn't given. And when you see that, somehow you think we can reach out to one another. We certainly can love one another, but we can find that place in every person, which was the child who maybe was was wounded at some point, and so it led to a life that that you know is of conflict or whatever. We can find that place, and you inspire us um, just in our own communities. You know, we get in a disagreement with someone or whatever. We can we can find that place where we're t- we're one and inseparable. Um, yes, you so, never know when kindness is going to help someone improve their life. Yes. So, Brent, um, as we head towards the end of the show here, and wow, the hour's gone by quickly, just kind of with this very gentle, flowing conversation today. Um, tell me what's coming up for, for Freddie in your, your series. Do you have more things planned in terms of expanding the stories or what do you yes, see Yes, definitely. So Spring Freddy is only coming out now, November, in the United States, and we will be expanding into different countries as time goes by. The books are uh-huh. available on Amazon, so people all over the world can buy Freeing Freddy, the Dreamweaver. And we're definitely engaging with people on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. So if you follow us, you can get to know more about us and our message of Freeing Freddy. And the second book, workbook and activity book, are already finished with another new beautiful message. And just in good timing, that will that will be released to the public. Yes, yes. Well, it, it's a wonderful, um, inspiring work that, that you're engaged in. I'm, I, I imagine it, it, it just must bring you so much joy every day to to be on this path and and I'm I'm very thankful you could be here with us today Brent and as I said earlier we'll make sure that as this podcast goes out we'll make sure that um, I had put out an update on Twitter I'll link over to you so that you can see um, we can link together and, and have people discover this this podcast and your book and explore um, what's coming next from you? And yes, there are people in different parts of the world that um, I hope will be able to go to Amazon. I have an Amazon link that's out there. If you click on the book on um, this page, um, it goes right to Amazon where the book is coming out here. So um, thank you so much for for sharing um, 
from the heart today. You have a very gentle soul. I mean, it's just a very peaceful presence. And um, thank you for, for sharing here today. With the greatest of pleasure. Thank you so much, Susan. Uh, I've really had a wonderful time speaking with you. And I hope the listeners have enjoyed the conversation too and found it beneficial and helpful. Oh, I do too. And and I want to put out a thank you to Blog Talk Radio for featuring this show on the front page today because these topics are so, so helpful for people. And that just touches my heart that um, someone there recognized the value of this message and um, put it out there. And and I know, you know, we'll continue to get the podcast out here, so we'll continue to have listeners come in, and, and I'm so happy to be able to help in that way. So, so again, thank you so much. I've had a really nice, wonderful time talking with you as well, and um, and I look forward to see to seeing how all this work continues to unfold. Um, it's very, very exciting, wonderful work. So thank you so much. Really such a pleasure. All right. Well, you take care. Have a wonderful afternoon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, Just a couple minutes left in the show. Um, That, what a... I tell you, when I talk to guests like Brent, I can my own breathing slows down. I mean, I feel it. It's just I'm sitting here um, just smiling as I'm talking. And I've been looking out a window at these birds, too. I'll, I'll share this now, that were forming patterns in the sky, these blackbirds. They were just flowing over the sky. And somehow this just was the perfect accompaniment to to the discussion today as I would look up and see this how free how free they were and and how they were creating patterns like 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 a dream weaver so nature is echoing back right as we speak um just before um we we say farewell today I will remind you um to go to frontierbeyondfear.com I will make sure that all the websites that are involved with this work are out there. Go to our Twitter page, which you can easily access there, and Facebook, and you'll also be able to see this show out there highlighted for quite some time. In fact, indefinitely in the archive, you'll be able to find this show, but I'll have it highlighted there for quite a while, and I hope that you can share it with people that you feel that it would help. Um, if you know educators and people working with children, I invite you to share this information. Send the Amazon link or whatever you're led to do, and you'll know that out there who are working in that domain or know people who are. Um, our next show on FrontierBeyondFear.com, in fact, I need to look. I know it's midweek next week unless we manage to do a spontaneous one in between. Our next show right now is scheduled, with a guest anyway, um, is Wednesday, November 8th at 1 p.m. Pacific. This show is kind of varying between 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. Pacific, and I know different people are able to tune in at different times. Kate O'Connell, Beyond the Imprint, will be with us. And we've got a couple shows next week. By the way, Irvin Lasso will be coming on in a future week. We, we're going to have him on very early in the morning tomorrow, but we decided 
to record that program, and we'll play it at a future time. We'll be doing that, and just pay attention to FrontierBeyondFear.com for, for that information. So thanks again, everyone, for being here. I hope you find peace on your path. Um, and just saying farewell to the live audience as you transition into your day, wherever you are, day or night. And um, a thank you to the audience that's been with us in the podcast here across time. Your energy is with us, very present. I can feel you here now wherever you are, whenever you are, because there are no boundaries of time or of distance. And thank you for being here with us wherever and whenever you're listening. So with that said, um, I hope you do all have a wonderful day or evening or what, wherever this show finds you, and I look forward to seeing you here next time.